it's not the armor that makes the hero, but the man inside. Kind of a lame tagline, but here it comes with Iron Man 2. The Super Marvel Bros are here to talk about it. And here we go. Welcome, everybody, to the Super Marvel Bros podcast, the podcast where me, Sam Flowers, and my co-host, Zach Flowers, go over every single Marvel movie and eventually every show and all the other content that's going to be coming out in the future. Just get ready for a lot of content coming from us because Marvel's giving you a lot of content. So, of course, I'm here with my brother, Zach. Zach, how are you doing today? I want my bird. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's going to be the quote of the entire movie because (laughs) there's not a lot to it. Yeah, Iron Man 2. I was like, especially after watching Hulk was our last one before this, I was like excited because Iron Man 1, you know, is a really good movie. And I forgot how much this one isn't (laughs) yeah i mean i i going into this i kind of knew that iron man 2 wasn't gonna be that good to me this is probably like a bottom tier marvel movie um but i forgot how little there is going on in the second act i i forgot pretty much after the race happens and we see the mickey rourke with his whips going at the cars there's pretty much nothing until the final battle. Like I completely forgot how little is actually happening in this. So, oh uh, yeah, and like even uh, like so, just we'll just start it off. It starts off with uh, we're in Russia with uh, Leatherface, aka Mickey Rourke, <laughs> aka Whiplash. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and uh, just bought vodka straight out the bottle and. Not only that, but he also has um, a wall dedicated to everything Tony Stark related, which reminded me of the wall from Delocated when John thought he was being pranked the entire time. (laughs) He had all the strings attached. That's a great reference that everyone will (laughs) get, at least anybody that watches Adult Swim. Yeah. Um, HBO Max. Hey, yeah, you're right. It is out there. Content. Um, No, uh, yeah, it was a good thing he uh, just kept those blueprints of the arc reactor lying around. Yeah, uh, I mean, it really, it almost seems like anybody with the box of scraps can just, the right box of scraps, of course, can just seemingly build an arc reactor, it seems like. Yeah, it's, that's the thing that, uh, uh, what's his name, the dude was getting wrong in the first one. It was that he wasn't using a box of scraps. Yeah. He was using actual technology to try and build an arc reactor when he should have been just wrapping it up with a weird bird yeah exactly <laughs> exactly then uh then he probably could have had the small arc reactor that he needed um yeah so that's how we essentially open up with that um then we of course get into a pretty good entrance of iron man jumping out of a plane to acdc's yeah. to thrill he's flying out of the sky landing in the uh stark what's it called the stark expo landing right down center stage coming down and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty good entrance from him. 
Yeah, I thought his speech was kind of lame where he's just like pretty much being a jerk and thinking that he's awesome. But I guess this is still early in the, enough in the MCU where his full on arc as a character hasn't really set in where he's, you know, isn't such a douche. Yeah. <laughs> so from pretty much the moment once he's giving the speech uh, and he's like, let me let me have my dad take it away. There were a lot of new celebrity cameos that came in all the way up until we get to like the new Don Cheadle as Rhodey. So here's what we have. We have John Slattery, a.k.a. Roger Sterling, a.k.a. the GOAT as Howard Stark doing his thing. <laughs> Then we get Stan Lee as Larry Kane coming in. As yeah. A then Kate Mara shows a double, up. A like, double dead now, rest in peace. For a dead guy peace. doing a dead guy. Then, yeah, then Kate Mara. Kate Mara shows up for like a minute, which was weird. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, we get Sam Rockwell and Gary Shanley coming up, a.k.a. Larry Sanders. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw you because we share an HBO Max that you started watching that. Did you start watching that after uh, well, you watch I mean, Iron Man 2 and get re- uh... to, to be honest, <laughs> it's like it's been on my list of shows that I've wanted to watch. And then I was just like, oh, should I just start Larry Sanders now after this? And I was like, yeah, why not? It's like I'm already done with this. I'll just make that my next one in here. So we'll see how long I uh, last on that. But yeah. Yeah, but um, we can just probably skip it because there's a speech and it's all that he's just talking himself up. But we can probably skip ahead just to the uh, the trial where we get the uh, new um, roadie yes. as John Cheadle. And I like how they sort of, it's one of those lines where it just sort of like, just gets you right into it with i'm yeah. here deal with it <laughs> yeah no 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 it's it's they're taking a bunch of pictures and they're like oh i wasn't expecting you well i'm here so don't worry about it let's go yeah exactly just moving along i like that because it's they don't make you have to worry about it like hey shut up just watch the movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> this isn't exactly. real exactly so uh and then we got hammer um is obviously one of the villains slash antagonists uh Sort yeah. of a bargain bin Tony Stark. Um, in the comics, he's like a lot better of a character, but in this one, he's just sort of like a for being such a you know weapons expert kind of an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> he's really a punching bag of a villain because like I mean, even he teams up with Whiplash, and like I get it, they're both the antagonists, so of course have them team up and everything. But he ends up giving Mickey Rourke like so much like leeway and everything that like as we'll see later on, he's just like, oh, uh, you have helmets or you have uh, heads on those things. We wanted helmets so people could be in there. Well, okay, I guess I have to just deal with this and like everything that hammer kind of does really almost could have been avoided like, yeah his whole character i thought he was like his interpreting of it was just being pretty much very sam rockwelly's comedy style of uh how he likes to play people but it was very stupid like he made him seem really really stupid to be such a you know important person yeah that's what i was thinking too like the whole time it's just like come on you can obviously not do this and like you'll be fine but it's whatever i guess he just had to get he just had to uh do what he had to do um yeah. i i did kind of like how tony was sort of joking around during the entire senate meeting and everything oh yeah the senate meeting was entertaining and stuff and then obviously his back and forth with gary shanling and is just funny yeah yeah they're so, both funny guys yeah so that was uh that was pretty entertaining and he successfully privatized world peace so. yeah 
liked that. Which we then go to. It made me think of Monsters versus Aliens with the president. <laughs> <laughs> I'm brave. I'm a brave president. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very arrogant sort of thing to say. So um, after yeah. the meeting, then we essentially get introduced to Black Widow for the first time. Yeah. Uh, but we don't know it's Black Widow yet. It's just Scarlett Johansson being Scarlett Johansson at hot. Yeah. Uh, when she just shows up and it's like, oh, this is the notary. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's Scarlett Johansson. So, of course, she's going to be in this movie for more than just being a notary. So, let's see yeah. where this goes. And I, I, I even like when he's looking her up, he just finds all of her sexy pictures and just like puts <laughs> it full screen on his little dashboard thing. Yeah, and he's like, I want one. When yeah, she kicks Happy's ass. <laughs> yes, a little, a little tease, a little bit of foreshadowing there that uh, there's a little bit more to this character than we see <laughs> there because she yeah. beats him up. Exactly, and then we go to Monaco. We got Elon Musk, aka okay. probably a real life supervillain. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> how did we get Elon Musk? This is 2010. Was he that well known back then? Like. I didn't think Musk stuff started happening until like five or six years ago, but I guess I'm wrong because he was able to get a cameo in this Marvel movie as a big entrepreneur. So, I mean, that that really took me for a shock. I was just like, I was surprised about that. So Yeah, because he thinks he's the real-life Tony Stark, but he's going to end up being a villain and taking over the he's, world. He's going to be the real-life uh, Justin Hammer or whatever yeah. his name is because <laughs> his tech doesn't always work. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, uh, no, I thought it was funny seeing him uh, in Monaco. And then uh, obviously in Monaco, it's a whole bunch of nothing up until the race. Yeah. <laughs> we finally get some action in this movie. I put it down like uh, I think we had because in the first movie, we had action pretty much right off the bat uh, with two, like in the first like couple minutes in this one. It took a half hour. So pretty much the first quarter of the movie was kind of just introducing everything and dragging along yeah which, we get it because you got to set things up that's kind of how movies work but for being the first one being so you know action-packed and fast-paced this one's pace seemed a little a little bit slower and yeah. a little less uh a little less intense of a movie which yeah, yeah i got uh i got only like really three action sequences in this whole entire movie and yeah. the one in the middle where it's just uh tony versus roadie in the iron man suit like i mean we'll get we'll get to that when we get to that but yeah let's... we'll get to that we'll talk about the race first yeah. um so, obviously the suitcase uh, suit is pretty cool yeah that's without a doubt probably uh my favorite part of the whole movie that's the one section that i do actually like to rewatch and look up on youtube just because i really like the way that he just suits it up and all kind of encapsulates him and overtakes his body like i thought that's a really cool way that they designed the suit to make it look like that plus the red on silver you know very ohio state-esque so i liked <laughs> that color scheme that they were going for there too so yeah i thought i one thing i noticed in the first fight scene um when he was still in just his racing suit and he's fighting uh whiplash aka mickey rourke uh aka leatherface aka uh, whatever his name is in the movie like ivan something aka but, the uh, wrestler yeah, aka the wrestler, aka the uh, gremlin from Mass Singer. <laughs> did he quit? Yeah, he did his song and he knew he was gonna lose, so he quit he, <laughs> instead of dealing with the shame of being voted off. 
<laughs> but anyway, that's, that's what his career has come to. <laughs> you can you can catch me on my Mass Singer podcast once that starts back up in March. <laughs> there you go. Behind the mask. <laughs> um, no, but uh, one thing. So he's cutting those cars in half with his whips like nothing, and then he like hits Tony with the whip. And it's just sort of like he just sort of moves Tony and like yeah. Tony sort of like almost even blocks like his leg and stuff. And I'm just like, uh, wouldn't his leg be chopped in half considering like he just chopped F1 racing cars? Here's, <laughs> yeah, here's whip. Here's what I think with Whiplash. I think the exoskeleton-esque design of like the first suit that we see, I actually think that does look pretty cool. Um, I'm not a big fan of the whips themselves. I thought that's just like, I don't know, the just a villain where your main like weapon is a whip. I just I'm not gonna be able to get behind that and take you serious whatsoever. Well, then how are they gonna call him Whiplash? I don't I don't know. Make him just shoot electricity or something. Like you don't have to make him whips. The whip part of it is actually just dumb and kind of lame. I'm not. Gonna I like the whips. I thought it was cool. That's why I was pointing out like that it was the only part that was dumb was that it didn't cut Tony Stark's leg off. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's dumb. And then also he gets hit by the happy in the car like four times. Yeah, I wrote down on my still notes. somehow good. I, I wrote down on my notes. It was like Austin Powers. Why won't <laughs> yeah. you die? I was literally like, oh, come on. This is like he's hit him four different times. Yeah, that was uh, that was a funny part. That was uh, was it intentionally funny or like I don't know, I, but it worked. I, I laughed. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess at the end of the day, that all the people need to remember is the laughter. Favreau played it for comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did end it with um the airbag to the face, so I'm sure yeah. that it was all intentional. And Tony and Pepper were arguing about throwing the suit, so it was probably all for laughs. So yeah. I guess they, they were probably on your thought train where they were like, yeah, he's kind of lame how he just has whips and we <laughs> killed him with a car really easily. Let's just keep doing stuff and make it funny. Um, prison? When, well, right, right, right before we get to prison, uh, what did he say when he was leaving, like getting taken by the security guards? Was he saying you lose or you wuss? I couldn't understand that. I don't know. I I thought he was just laughing because he was just thought he would, did a good job by, uh, like you know, hurting Iron Man. I thought he was just thought he won or okay. something off of that. All right, because I like I no, I can barely understand smashed by a car. I can barely understand Mickey Rourke, aka Leatherface, aka the wrestler, with his Russian accent that was going on. So when he was like saying you woo you woos, I was like, wait, did he say you wuss? And like they got away with that in a superhero movie? Like, are they allowed to say wuss? Like <laughs> Yeah. Well, I wasn't I think sure. You're allowed to say wuss. You can't. Wuss isn't bad. I think, well, that's what I would think, but I don't know. Yeah, like, this is still Paramount. I guess. Yeah, that's true. It's before it gets Disneyfied, so it is what it is. But now, yes, prison. Prison. So uh, all the potato. All, all it said was enjoy the potatoes, and he knew he had to kill a guy, make a bomb, and, and escape. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm glad we're skipping to the prison breakout part because I was going to say, this seems very complicated <laughs> after just enjoy the potatoes. Yeah, if I saw something that just enjoy the potatoes, I'd probably just start eating them, but it's C4. <laughs> I, have the, I have the piece of the duct tape next to the bomb. No! Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then he... Been. He just knew he had to kill a guy. Because then... <laughs> he's just like, hey, you're wearing my shirt, and you look just like me. Wait a second. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what happened with Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> God. He enjoyed the potatoes, and he's out on the run now. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so he he essentially breaks out of prison to meet up with to him. go on a date with Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> to go on a lovely a lovely date with Hammer. I mean, yeah, those... his hair pulled back in that ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, he uh, clearly when he had his mask on, somebody went underneath and fixed it up for him. <laughs> you either come good for Hammer, or you don't come at all. <laughs> yeah. I said Ricky Rourke thought it was a date. <laughs> and he, uh, nobody could understand what each other, what like they were saying. Cause he's just like, do you need a translator? Cause I don't speak Russian whatsoever. Yeah. Are you understanding me at all? <laughs> I just want my butter. <laughs> Is this a bird we're talking about? What kind of a bird? My bird, a bird. It's like the, the, they talk about the bird so much. The in bird this. gets so much paid attention to it. It's because they just need to kill time, so they're just yeah, like, let's they just need add to make it. <laughs> we need to make it to two hours. <laughs> let's add in like an extra ten jokes about his bird while we're at it. Uh, so stupid bird. Essentially, I, so after this whole bird conversation, I ended up writing down this isn't as boring as the Incredible Hulk, but there's not a lot happening at the moment. Like, I, I think, I think the fact that they went for they had a little bit of comedy in it made it less yeah. boring than oh. incredible hulk because the incredible hulk was just dry it's definitely this one like if they didn't have some jokes like here and there were like yeah the bird stuff is stupid but if they weren't like at least tr at least they were trying it's it's definitely <laughs> that and also robert downey jr as tony stark is still so much fun to watch like he gives that good of a performance that he can elevate this movie to be like yeah. watchable and everything so yeah. yeah, and I think the next thing is uh, the I had is like an important thing was going straight to like the party with Drunk Iron Man. Yeah, and stuff, <laughs> and then uh, DJ AM, which uh, is like our third dead person in this movie, because I'm pretty sure he's oh, died really? too. Oh, I didn't yeah, even it was. Oh, well, we had uh, we have Gary Shanley, we have Stanley playing Larry King, so it's kind of so a double one, double. And, and and then him. He's so he's the third dead person to do a cameo in this movie. Man, and this movie came out in 2010, so yeah. uh, a lot going on. And then if you almost want to, the character of Tony Stark, aka Iron Man, dies within the movie universe, so that's still more deaths going on. And then Iron Man curse. And then Mickey Elon Rourke. Musk is going to kill us all with his <laughs> evil plan. <laughs> and Mickey, yes, if you would have told me that in 2010, three people in this movie that has Mickey Rourke were going to be dead, and he wasn't going to be one of them, I'd be surprised. <laughs> I can't believe it. And uh, 
Yeah, so we get to drunk Iron Man. Tony's peeing in his suit because there's a huge filtration system. Uh, this also, I think this, along with even the first Iron Man, really disproves the George Costanza theory that Tony Stark is naked underneath there. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like Jerry was right after all. So, Oh, he's got, so we've seen him put the suit on too many times. We know I know. Clothes. And it's also, I also thought um, it was pretty funny when he's like, you know what, the party is over, but we have an after party that's going to start in about 15 minutes. And yeah. that even made me think of uh, in, in and out coming in five minutes. <laughs> and Zoolander, I have an after funeral party to attend to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then after the fight, like like we said, that's a second action scene. That one was, it was cool to see like two Iron Man suits and the Iron Man versus War Machine was yeah. like cool. But it, and they, it was but it, it was it was quick. It was a quick scene, and it was. It, it was almost cartoonish, mainly because there were so many extra sound effects added in because yeah. they were, like, in the weight room and the boxing ring. So there were just, like, a ton of extra sound effects that were added in. So A lot of, uh, what is that, uh, Foley? Yeah, a lot of extra. <laughs> a lot of Foley work. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. And uh, there, you know, you've got another one, Bites the Dust. It takes two and Robot Rock in the background. Yeah. So, you know, some, some pretty good tunes while they're fighting it out. And surprisingly yeah. enough, the house does not collapse upon itself. Yeah. I think that it ends, like, right at the halfway point in the movie. And, like, I wrote it down because it, like, fades to black. And it's almost like they're just admitting, like, here's the intermission. Here's the yeah. midway part of the movie. Oh, then, no, no, no. Yeah, my next note is midpoint. So. Yeah, and then it opens up on the donut. <laughs> the iconic donut shop. Yeah. Um, the Nick Fury and Black Widow. Then we and find out she's Black Widow. And, and he's uh, just there saying, hey, we're putting together a team. And he's like, I'll pass. So it's kind of all that. And then stuff. he's trying to figure out stuff. And uh, I wrote down in my notes when he uh, is being very cryptic with, like, Tony on how to, like, fix his problem with, like, the arc reactor stuff. And he's it's like his uh, moment from Kung Pao. Where he's like... Oh, stars above. <laughs> yeah, is that a reference people are going to get? <laughs> hey, if people don't get Kung Pao, they're probably not enjoy, They're probably not listening to uh, this is episode three. They didn't make it this far <laughs> into our, our stupid podcast if they yeah. didn't like Kung Pao. <laughs> we get the famous Nick Fury quote also of, I've got my eye on you. Oh, wink. <laughs> I'm just to the camera on that. So yeah. I got to also ask this because I know I just watched this last night and I was actually trying to pay attention. Um, I hope so. How, <laughs> <laughs> how exactly did he figure out the new element? Because like he kind of just looked at the globe from the map and then he just blew it up, sort of. Because his, his dad uh, knew how to knew what it took to put in it he just didn't have the technology to do it but he laid out the map in the stark expo which well we were watching this brie says that she thinks howard stark is from the future and he went back in time because she knows all the stuff that he needs to happen <laughs> i mean that's possible i mean we know time travel is possible yeah and we know time travel exists so that's yeah. a uh, that's her theory is that he somehow is a time traveler <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, not not a terrible theory right there. Um, we could see in the future of the MCU. We don't know what's happened yet. 
I guess so. We, I mean, hey, I still don't know what's going on in this WandaVision, and we're six. We'll get to that. We'll. Uh, yeah, no, we've got we've got like another we'll thirty ta- podcasts before we'll we talk. We'll that. talk off pod on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, he figured it out that the map uh, of the Stark Expo was like the same composition that he needed. To like and create a it new was, atom? Yeah, it, you know in Independence Day where uh, he looks at a can and then he figures out they need a computer virus or something like how to get it. It's one of those where he makes a lot of uh, logical jumps. He makes a lot of logic jumps to get eventually where it needs to because it's a movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's fine. <laughs> I don't think that's exactly how Independence Day works, but I yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> um, or so, in South Park, Independence Day. It <laughs> might be South Park where they do that, yeah. Um, so he but does that. He, uh, he uses Captain America's fake shield to lift the little uh, yeah. thing up. And, then, and even, uh, uh, what's his name, Clark Gregg is just like, do you know what this is? And he's like, yeah it's a balancer and then he's like oh because we all know he actually has a huge crush on uh captain america but we'll get to that in the avengers but yeah (laughs) so he does that he heats it up he we got a handyman montage yeah handyman home improvement stuff going on so all that's coming together and he's like oh i gotta go to new mexico for thor's hammer so yeah (laughs) with saying it without saying it yeah um, and then we get uh, all the way to, I think, we're in, like, the ending scene. Of yeah. The movie. yeah I mean, all, for, all, the other, all the other notes I wrote at, from midpoint to act two, like, again, two more times, they're talking about the bird. So yeah. we're still not missing much other than more bird talk. More bird talk. Uh, the third fight scene, uh, we get the uh, retconned Peter Parker. Then they yeah. did that thing where it's like, oh, yeah. he's the guy in the army, which is just one of those. A stupid like <laughs> it's come on does like, everything yeah. need to connect to that much it's it's something that's like i guess it could be like people would have thought oh this is a fan theory what if this is because the age could match out and feige's like yeah sure we're smart we thought of that before you guys thought of that even though he's like <laughs> we didn't think of that we're just playing along so we can look like we're smarter than we are so yeah it's definitely not him they definitely didn't think of that they just used that little kid for just a joke but yeah, I thought him, I thought that it was cool when he was fighting the uh, drones and stuff, and then once Whiplash came in with, like, pretty much, it, like, it reminded me a lot of the same, it was pretty much the same suit from the first movie. Just that whips. Iron Mach, yeah, exactly. So it's like, they were just doing the same thing again. So I, yeah. that part sort of fell real flat for me, where it was like, and then it was super quick, too. He kicked his ass and like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely agree. The... The fun big boss battle, essentially at the end of this movie, is I think the weakest out of the three yeah. so far. Because as you said, it's like thirty seconds long. Like him and Rhodey both get whipped, and then they're like, "Oh, let's blast each other's hands," and then they do right. that. And I and I think that's the like almost like the bad thing about this movie is that all the action scenes. Can you really say which one is like? I think maybe the first one with the cars yeah. might be my favorite. It's the most like memorable and stuff. Just That's pretty but, much all you can say. Yeah. I mean, when he's fighting all the drones, it is kind of cool. Him right, the drone the part air. was cool, but the actual boss but, battle was yeah, it, it didn't do it for me. Yeah, I also liked um, when finally 
uh, Rhodey came back, and then it was both of them versus the drones. And then he does the little laser thing, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, it's a one-off." So a little yeah. bit of a uh, little bit of writing that they had to do in there just to get rid of all the drones and just hurry the script up. So yeah, um, and then after the battle, I mean. He meets with Fury, and that's pretty much the same thing as earlier, where they're like, oh, yeah, here's this team. We want you, but we don't want We want you. Iron Man, but we don't want you. Yeah. So they like the suit aspect, but they don't like his mental state, which then becomes the next part of, of like we get into that when we get to avengers and stuff but. yeah this i mean overall this movie was kind of just filler until the avengers yeah i we think really um, didn't need it for the most part other than maybe i guess to introduce war machine but he doesn't come into a factor until like the third iron man movie so i was gonna say I, and we'll talk about in avengers but i don't think he's in avengers as far no, as i remember not. so yeah, well, <laughs> it was setting him up for <laughs> Iron Man 3. Yeah, but, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, then um, I like, I did like the end with the medal ceremony. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Gary Manley again. Just, he's just a funny, he's just a funny guy. Funny guy. Um, Yeah, we will. Uh, and then I think we see Gary Shanley again in like Winter Soldier or something because he's secretly yeah. a Hydra Nazi. So who would have thought? <laughs> I can't wait till we get to uh, I can't wait till we get to that because it's essentially just like who's team Nazi and who's not. Cause pretty much once we is. get uh through phase one, we can do a phase we, we don't I don't know we, we can talk about doing a phase one recap, but phase one Phase I mean kinda, phase phase one kinda sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well no no no. Phase phase one, it's definitely just like it's setting up the characters and setting yeah. everything up. So that's why until we get to the Avengers, like there's but not for the purposes a of, of a rewatch podcast. This one's a tough. These ones were a lot tougher. I was yeah. like excited when we started. When we we're like, yeah, let's go watch these movies because I remember like all the good times and stuff of like the later ones and how like intense those movies are. But forgot that hey, it took like ten years to set this up and the first they took they four took years time. Yeah. <laughs> they took their time. Yeah, because uh, once we get to phase two, we've got Iron Man three, Thor two, Captain America two, Guardians, and then Avengers two. And even Ant-Man 1. Yeah. So we got but, some uh, fun stuff coming up. Yeah. I think once once we get to Civil War, then things start snowballing. Yo, without a doubt. Civil War is when Marvel's like, okay, we're done messing around. We want this to be like what we want it to be from yeah. here. We, now we're at a point where we can do whatever we want. So Exactly. But yeah, the post credit scene, speaking of building the universe, New Mexico, Thor's hammer. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, pretty much sets that up. Uh, so MCU superheroes uh, we have now after this movie. We got Iron Man, Hulk. We got War Machine, Black Widow. And I'm counting Thor with showing his hammer because that's just such an obvious, like, <laughs> like uh, I, I guess if you want. To. I mean, it's tease, whatever. Fine. I guess so. Um, and then Nick Fury is the leader also. Yeah. No, yeah. I, but, you know, I'm. I'm, are you counting him as a superhero? No, of course not. Yeah, I think he's more of just a, a guy. Some other uh, people that we got, some MCU others. We got Peter Parker. I'm counting that if oh, they're yeah. going to retcon it. We got to yeah, count yeah, it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, That's Hammer. like Martin Starr all over again. I'd say Hammer because he's not dead. Does he ever come back? Uh, I think we're going to check those out one of the one-shots. But 
Uh, so I don't know because we haven't watched that yet. But I yeah, know, maybe maybe. But he's not. Avengers. But he's not. But for for the for the purpose of this, he's not dead. So and if they're bringing back in a future series, um, Abomination, like yeah. if he's not dead, he could come back at some point. You're, and then right, uh, right. Gary Shanling's uh, <laughs> senator character comes back later in the universe. I think once we're done with the Avengers, then we should do the one shots from Phase One. And like, yeah, because I think they only are in phase. they only in Phase One? I think they're only in Phase One, and there might be a couple that are in Phase Two, but still. Yeah, we can do those separate. But um, uh, I think it's pretty obvious Captain Marvel was not needed because, no. without a doubt, again, this was. The easiest villain to defeat out of all three of them so yeah no no need to call her up yet nick fury you're you're still good you got like <laughs> two more movies at least till you have to do that to save the beeper yeah without a doubt and uh no sky yeah. beam no sky beam so. yeah no sky beam so there was that there was a robot army though oh yeah I should, I, you know what i want to keep track of that too one robot or one faceless army i guess i should say yeah um so if this was on tv would you watch it i'm saying i'd watch the robot fight scene at the end but other than that i'm skipping this one i'm probably gonna just keep seeing what else is on tv and then if i need again five minutes to kill and if like fx is playing a good it's always sunny immediately after that episode (laughs) or after iron man 2 then i'll be like sure why not i'll put it on it's always sunny is going to be on in like five minutes so why not i'll 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 flip to it so that's my tv recommendation yeah what were the stats on this movie uh budget and uh box office the stats on iron man 2 so what we have in terms of the uh, budget here we have a budget of 170 to 200 million so somewhere around there for the production budget and then a box office of 623.9 million so it made more than the original but you know they they were probably expecting that at this point so yeah uh definitely kept the uh brought brought marvel back from the uh depths of incredible hulk yeah so it helped it out with that uh yeah that's uh, this this movie was i would say a lot less exciting than the first the first one and uh haven't watched thor in a while so yeah that's what's I'm, coming up next and i'm 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 cautiously uh i'm okay i'm actually cautiously excited. waiting to get into this <laughs> i'm actually excited to see thor for one reason when i saw it when i was like 13 years old or whenever it came out i actually did really like the movie a lot and that was the last time i saw the movie and to me in my head it feels like it's just gone (laughs) down and down in the ring because i'm thinking like that's probably just me as a kid liking it i really doubt it holds up so i haven't seen it since it came out in theaters but i remember liking it so well we'll see we'll see if it holds up but uh that's what we got coming up next all right stay tuned next week thor